0: I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15 Minute Parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15 Minute Parenting Podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. It is that time of year, so I thought it would be well worth taking an episode of our podcast to talk about Christmas. And particularly in this COVID year that we are all living through and negotiating through, Christmas is a little uncertain for most of us. You know, we're not sure what it's going to look and feel like exactly in terms of the pandemic being an ongoing, ever-evolving, ever-changing situation. And our typical Christmas, whatever that was to each of us, is certainly not what this Christmas is going to be. And I think that's causing us all, you know, and I'm definitely including myself in this, you know, it's causing us all a bit of tension and anxiety as we try to work out, well, if it's not going to be that, what is it going to be? And is it going to be as nice a Christmas? And what can I do to make it nice? And, you know, on that theme, I got a, a panicked message really recently from a parent who who asked me to talk about this actually on the podcast because she said she had experienced it, had confessed and that was her word, confessed what she'd done to her friend who said, oh, me too. That's happening in our house as well. And what she had done was her kids were acting up, you know, I think it's really hard for kids at this time of year as well, but they were acting up and in a she'd snapped. You know, we've talked about it before on this podcast when you flip your lid and you snap nap and she had threatened to cancel Christmas that's it we're cancelling Christmas Santa's not coming there won't be any presents and her kids had been horrified and then she'd been horrified with herself what have I done how do I get back on track with this and I just think it's a symptom for so many of us that tensions are high this year so be kind to ourselves give ourselves a break and it's absolutely as always okay to go back to your child and say I didn't mean that. That was a silly thing to say. It was because my feelings got too big and I said the wrong thing. Of course, I'm not going to cancel Christmas. My goodness, what was I thinking? And you can make up for that and re-engage. But also see this year as a chance to develop some new traditions and get back to basics, okay? But in order to get back to basics, you have to explore within yourself, well, what are the basics? What are the basics? And for me, it's about preserving the magic of Christmas, and that starts with respecting our children. You know, we have to focus with our children on positive behaviors that we want to see from them as opposed to, you know, repeating back to them what they what we don't want to see through what are basically a series of empty threats. Let's be honest, because you might threaten to cancel Christmas, but it's not actually going to happen Um And I I think, you know, all we do when we we issue those threats is we undermine ourselves because we say it's going to happen and then it doesn't. Think about what's happening now at Christmas. Children... As a, as a whole demographic, are a marketer's dream during the Christmas season. And they're at the receiving end of countless multimedia messages and very carefully crafted advertising campaigns that are designed to manipulate and direct their desires towards, you know, particular brands and products with which to fill their letters to sound, I want this and I want this and I want this, I want, I want, I want. And they're getting really highly um you know, activated and triggered with all of that stimulus and if you combine this with the fact that Christmas is now starting as soon as the Halloween pumpkins are carved. And especially this year, when in order to kind of cheer ourselves up and break the monotony of lockdown and all of the COVID restrictions, you know, many of us decorated our homes really early. And children are basically facing two long months of bright lights, repetitive seasonal songs, consumer market-driven hyper-stimulation that honestly they're not developmentally able to process. I can barely process it myself. Um, And that results in us getting As we're trying to co regulate them in their hyper stimulated state, that we are the overwrought parents of overwhelmed children. And we will definitely feel ourselves pushed to the point of threatening to report back to Santa that they've been naughty or, you know, Christmas is not going to happen or I'm going to take down the decorations or no gifts this year or whatever it is. It's because we're actually, you know, overwrought ourselves. But getting back to basics means that we think about what is Christmas really about what's the essence of it christmas is about children it's about magic it is about imagination and it's about kindness or at least it ought to be you know That's why I'm not a fan of threatening to tell, you know, Santa or using, you know, a little toy or elf or prop in your house who might report things back to Santa when you've been naughty or threatening, because it just isn't true. And it it shouldn't be what Santa's about. It shouldn't be that we tell our children, you know, Santa's going to know that you're naughty. It should be that Santa is only interested in hearing about your wonderful behavior and your kindness and the things you did that are kind. So let's make sure that we have something every day that we could report back to Santa. And you could make a lovely little notebook list throughout the month of December So, or even if it starts in November, if that's what you wish. Um, But when you come to writing your letter, instead of I want, I want, I want, it should be framed within Santa, let me share all of the wonderful things I've been doing and make sure that you know how great I am. Because it also serves to remind me of all the good that I'm capable of and redirects me towards that positive behavior and away from negative behavior. Because from our child's perspective, Christmas has to be a time about magic, it's a time when And Santa and his elves are working together to ensure that every boy and girl gets a gift that they want for Christmas. And then all in one night, Santa magically ensures that all of those gifts arrive in every home before your child awakes. And all your child has to do is behave well and do kind things. And that's why we want to focus on finding ways to reinforce kind behavior because it allows us to invest in that magical thinking, that magical thinking that underpins the very essence of Christmas and the whole belief system that our children thrive in. And it allows them to access their imaginations and to try and stretch that ever-narrowing window of childhood out a little further. And don't we all want that, that our children get to be children for as long as possible? You know, using imagination and I've mentioned, you know, the importance of imagination and imaginative play on this podcast, you know, and indeed in most things I say and write. But it's because using imagination enables children to develop you know, and work and strengthen their impulse controls, um, enhance their reasoning skills, develop their capacity for patience and that all important emotional self-regulation. And so I think as parents, we can utilize the magic of Christmas to invest in our child's development of these life skills while at the same time reinforcing and encouraging that good, positive, kind behavior. And then just don't focus on the other stuff. Don't focus on the negative behavior, because maybe When I'm acting out, it's because I'm tired, I'm cranky, and it's all gotten a bit too much for me. And I think that's going to allow us as a family the opportunity to invest in the nice not the naughty and building up crucial life skills for our children. So there can be that secondary gain to the whole Christmas season as well. So a practical thing and a, maybe a few practical things that we can do about this to help our, our, our child is to you know, really focus on our 15 minutes of positive parent-child communication and connection during the day. But I think make that um, something that can also slow down the stimulus of Christmas and slow down the hype and the heightened arousal. Uh, Some years back, you know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a a number of years back, maybe about 2014, myself and my friend Michelle, uh, we started this product called Santa's Little Buddy. It's uh, it's still SantasLittleBuddy.com. And what it was, was a parent-child creative pack, you know, that you would spend 15 minutes a day party or 15 minute parenting doing and in this you got a, a journal and in the journal a child was invited to write down the best bit of their day and the bit they would like to change every night and the whole idea of the little buddy was that you would take a teddy a toy that they already have and are already attached to and it, the pack included a little poem that you would whisper to the teddy's ear and it would make teddy magic for the month of December and teddy would read in that journal your child's highs and lows and would comment back with something encouraging and playful and, and a creative idea for them and they would have that exchange and build it up in the journal but also there was a calendar and that's the piece i really want to talk to you about now the idea we had was we had a big wall calendar that you know had a space for every day of december and you would be encouraged to make a family goal for christmas season one per week so it might be that the first week is of December is that you're going to bring down the Christmas decorations and gradually start decorating the house and that's all you're focused on for that week and the second week might be that you focus on writing your letters to Santa or you might want to wait till the third week it's entirely up to you the order you do this in and then the next week it would be about making cards maybe you know if they're really young painting their little hands and doing handprints and turning those handprints into reindeers by drawing eyes and nose on them and turning the fingers into antlers anything you want to do but making a card and posting those to special people in our lives grandparents and whatnot and then the next task might be about wrapping gifts and putting them under but basically each week had an individual focus so that it was slowing down the hype and every week you'd be invited to learn a new Christmas song together or share a Christmas story it might be the 12 days of Christmas it might be the night before Christmas some story like that and there are so many beautiful children's books out there at this time of year but that you would have a different storybook to focus on and even within that you could say oh my goodness and what would we put into this story and if we were making up a Christmas story what would it be and so you're really using your 15 minute parenting every day to co regulate Your child through the heightened stress of Christmas. And it didn't involve buying a special toy to do this because you were using a toy your child already had an attachment to and something they already had in their home. But the whole idea for this was just about supporting parents to support children over the Christmas season, to slow down the tempo and the pace and to move the focus away from the stuff the toys, the stuff, the I want, I want, I want, and to make it about connection, kindness and reflection and play. And that that would make it a very meaningful experience. And that brings me back to, you know, just to end on a note about this year, this year that we find ourselves in and that to see this rather than the year we don't have, we don't have, you know, time together, we don't have each other, we're very restricted. Instead, let's see this as a chance for new traditions. And let me share one that uh, you know, I certainly grew up in a family where we had lots of Christmas traditions. My my own parents are really, really into Christmas as a time for fun and celebration. And, you know, I grew up with lots of tradition. But in my own family, I was really conscious that I wanted to start something that was just about us and just something we did. And so every Christmas Eve, we exchange a wrapped book and favorite chocolate between ourselves we gift each other a book and whatever each other's favorite chocolate happens to be and the idea is that we get into bed on christmas eve and we read our new book and we have some of that chocolate and it begins that that christmas feeling for us it's the beginning of now it's christmas and preparing us for the for the next morning and christmas day so try to think this year of some nice new little traditions that you can share as a family something maybe you haven't done any Other year. You know, if you can't get together with friends and family, could you do something like really increase your Christmas card list this year? Maybe you don't traditionally send them, but instead of buying cards, maybe you could make them together and that would be a whole activity and that's your new tradition. We make cards. Or depending on the age of your children, maybe they could sit down with the art and crafts kit and You're going to do ethical, sustainable gift wrapping this year. So you're going to use newspaper or you're going to let them draw pictures on plain paper and that's going to be your gift wrapping. But it's all going to be recyclable and they're going to make the gift tags. And you can really invest in, well, that's our new tradition. We make our own gift paper. We make our own gift You know, cards or tags, but anything that or, you know, make cookies for the neighbors and you can leave them on their doors. Anything like that, that is about doing, about creativity, about connection and about kindness, you know, giving thoughtfully and mindfully to each other. Try to watch the amount of gifts that our kids are getting. I know that's not always something that makes me popular. Lots of parents, uh, you know, even recently talking about this on radio, a lot of parents, you know, did challenge me and say, no, 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 give kids everything they want. It's the one time of year. I think actually what we can give our kids is about relationship, connection and time playing together over stuff. But that's not a judgment on my part. I certainly don't mean it that way. I think, you know, do whatever you want to do as a family to have fun. But be aware that young children struggle to process lots and lots of stuff so if you're aware that they are getting a lot of gifts maybe try to slow out when they open those, spread them out on Christmas Day, e- even into the next days. you know, Stevens' Day or Boxing Day, whatever you call the 26th and so on. So they get to kind of enjoy the gift that they're opening and, and engage with it and think about who gave it to them before they move on to the next thing. Generally, and certainly something I practice myself, so it's not just something I'm preaching is the four gift rule. I think if we focus for our children on one thing they want, one thing they need, One thing to wear and one thing to read. They're all getting enough. And really hold in your mind, enough is enough for a child this year. But enjoy this season, enjoy each other, and have fun with it. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15 Minute Parenting.